guys, your property's been on the market for weeks and weeks and weeks. No one wants to buy it. And then last minute, you've got three buyers all competing. Buy a bull rush. Is it fact or fiction? We're going to be speaking about it today. Yes, good morning to everyone. This is an interesting topic. I was talking with a client yesterday and he's buying up the coast. He's like, mate, this is crap. He said the property's been on the market for like 16 weeks, 15 weeks, whatever it has. Now the agent's got three buyers on it. I put my offer in like two days ago. Now there's three buyers on it, including me. He said, is it true? Is it not true? How does it happen? We just wanted to say to break that down to understand is it happening? You know, is it real? Um, and just to run through it, it's weird. It's really strange, and it can come across a little bit, yeah, very strange to buy, especially when you've seen a property sit in the market for a very long time. Now the agents all of a sudden telling you there's multiple buyers on it, and you're like, it doesn't really stack up. If people didn't want it three weeks ago, then why is there all of a sudden multiple people on it now? Um, and look, the bottom line is when you're selling a property, it's not that straightforward. Um, just because a property's online with a particular price at a particular time does not mean that in the market there's going to be the perfect buyers all lined up straight away, um, especially in the market we've seen at the moment where it's so choppy. Uh, it really depends. It depends if that right person walks through. And it's uncanny, isn't it, Mark? Because the right people always seem to come together at the same time. It really does happen from the agent's perspective. Um, I know from a buyer's perspective, I went to buy something and property was sitting around for a while, made an offer. I got the uh, the final call from the real estate agent and I was like, yeah, and he's like, you know what? I can't tell you the price. And so, just tell me what the other offer is. And, and agents generally won't and don't. That's why auctions that are good because you can see the an open field yes. of, of offers, real people, real buyers. But And then you're going, you know, the emotions are flying. There must be like hundreds and thousands of conversations that you have or hundreds of conversations in that 24 hours prior to it exchanging and you're talking yes. to your wife, to your friends, to anyone that can help and like, is this, is this the real thing? Are there real buyers? The particular property I'm talking about that I was buying um, sold to another buyer and then you get yeah. that 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 nail in the coffin call saying it's sold and it's it's sold to someone else normally and they tell you the price yeah. and you go like I could have had it at that price I should have paid more um, it's a deadly call it's a deadly yeah. call and then, then you've got to re-ask you know, it's actually exchanged and they go yes it's actually yeah. it's actually exchanged with no cooling off or whatever it is it's definitely gone so it, it's it's out there in the real world now in in, a, in the market that we've seen the last twelve months where it's been a little bit scrappy a little bit quiet it's even harder to believe that there is this bull rush that happens prior yeah you just go like mate it's interest rates are going up there's no other buyer 
or buyers like no yeah exactly and look as a buyer you got to think why are you interested in the property there's got to be certain reasons that you're interested in it whether it works for you and your family to live in whether it works as an investment for you um, if the price is right and if you're interested at a particular price point chances are there's going to be someone else out there that sees similar value for to yourself as well and that's where it tends to come in so what we found is when a property's been sitting on the market for a number of weeks and then one person comes in and is has interest at a particular level and then obviously the agent's speaking with multiple buyers okay we've got interest in this sort of rough ballpark now buyers love to know that they're buying something that other people want and i think the biggest thing about this bull rush is the psychology behind it i really think that yeah, it doesn't matter how, within reason, doesn't matter how good of a deal or how bad of a deal it is. We've seen in the peak of the market when everyone knows they're overpaying, but they can't help themselves because everyone else is overpaying. So you've got to, to, to secure the property. Um, it's the same thing that when there's been a property in the market for, you know, like you said, 16 weeks, and then all of a sudden one person wants it, someone goes, ooh, or someone else wants it. There must be something, an opportunity now that didn't exist before. And then everyone jumps in at the same time. It's uncanny. And what do you do if you're a buyer? Like, do you, you know, I know Tate here just said you got that phenomena of paying too much. Do you go yeah. that little bit more? I think, I personally think you've, you've got to just take a step back, have a good long hard think about how like sad will you be if you miss out and if it's a bearable you know like if it's bearable it's like okay okay i uh i am gonna i'm gonna that's gonna be my final offer if it's not bearable where you're like man i am just gonna if someone pays five bucks more uh five thousand more i'm gonna be absolutely livid yeah at the end of the day you've got a pretty good barometer you have seen more properties in that core market than the real estate agent themselves. So yeah. if you're buying something for 500,000, you've looked at 15, 25 properties for 450 to 550. The real estate agent hasn't been through that many properties to gauge price. So as much as you doubt yourself, there's probably no best, better connoisseur on, or, or doctor or advisor on price than yourself gives you to see them all yeah very true on the flip side um for someone who's still in the buyer situation there you've got to stick to your guns and understand what you're looking for in a property don't and this is my opinion of it don't fall into the sheep mentality with it of course when you're in the situation where there's a couple of other people follow exactly what, what mark said there but i find a lot of buyers when they know that no one else is on the property and they're the only one on the property they go Ooh, there must be something wrong with it. And they will wait weeks and weeks and weeks until there are multiple other buyers in the property and then they'll jump in last minute and then they'll have to pay more. Um, So I really think you got to stick to your guns, know what you're looking for on a property. Like you said, Mark, the majority of these buyers have seen more properties of that exact property type than the agent themselves over that past, let's say, four-week period. You know what you're looking for. Um, and especially if you've got the right people advising you as well, you know what to look for in strata, you know what you're looking for in the property. And if it ticks the boxes, why are you waiting for someone else to come in and start competing against you before you decide to finally buy it? It's that yeah. it's that safety I think people get in numbers, knowing that if someone else wants it, then it can't be that bad. Um, 
but you really got to be, I guess, sounds a little bit um, <laughs> a little bit airy fairy, but true to yourself in terms of knowing exactly what you want. And if it's there and no one else wants to buy the time, count your lucky stars, negotiate and see if you can secure it. Um, waiting around for someone else, literally, especially when it ticks all your boxes, is just asking to pay more. But why? Oh, one thing I don't get, okay, th- we've talked about it from a buyer perspective. We talked about it from an agent perspective. We're talking about it now from a seller perspective. Sellers aren't that transactional. They wouldn't know. They're like, okay, well, great, the two, three people, that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah. I don't understand. When you collate the buyer, the agent, the seller, I, what actually creates that bull rush in the end? It's not going on in my head. I've done enough sales to know. Yeah. <clears throat> what creates what creates that? It's the weirdest thing. It, and it's real. When it's, when it's real, it's real. Sometimes it's not. Uh, there may be one buyer yeah. and a bunch of buyers that aren't, uh, you know, up there in price. Yeah. That fear, fear of missing out. Um, it's, what, yeah. Like, is it a – because it's, it's Michael, I, I, we, we shake our heads every time. We still do. Yeah. It's the perception of value. That's my answer to it. What if I can't measure how do you decide what to pay, guys? Um Great question. When you've got a property like that, they're a unique property, everyone's going to have their own way of working out the value with it. Some people are going to work on this formula, other people are going to work on that formula. The bottom line is, as a buyer, you've got to work out for you, look at other comparable sales, even though there's nothing similar, and you're going to work out and you've got to have your own barometer in your head because if you work on someone else's barometer, you're always going to feel like you've probably paid the wrong amount for the property you got to follow your gut with it, stick within the budget. If it seems to stick within better properties of sold for X, worse properties of sold for Y, even if they're not exactly the same and you're in the rough ballpark, especially generally if it's a unique property to an owner-occupier, you won't know. You won't know exactly. But once you're in it, you're in it for the next 10, 20 years, it relegates the, the risk. Okay, I'm going to try to apply science to something that's a little bit emotional. Go. We- Across the buyer, across the seller, across the real real estate agent, why yeah. does this happen? That moment, Michael, when when we're in the office as a sales team, and someone yes. goes, "Oh, you're going to do a best and fairest." Oh, there's a couple of people on it. It's like, what created that? Well, it's because even us as salespeople are like, you know, like, no, really, yeah. you know, yeah, like, is it? It, it, it must be a culmination of a lot of things because I can't put my one finger on it and say, bang, that's 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 the reason. But what, what would be the culmination of things if you if you if you were counting on your hand that you would say would would arrowhead towards that bull rush? If you've just tuned in, guys, what we're talking about is when a property is on the market a really really long time, um, it is almost unsaleable. Next thing you know, you got two or three buyers all offering similar amounts of money on the property, all vying for the property right in that last moment. We've called it today a bull rush. Michael, what would be the the science behind it in summary? Like all the what's what's arrowheading towards all this? Yeah, so there's not. Yeah, I'll, I'll go through all the factors. I think they all point to one one sort of point, um, and the point is the perception of the value. If there's perceived value there, people will go for it. And what's that perception of value made up of? It's the yep. actual 
value of the property itself. So in terms of how good of a property is it, how big is it, how many square meters, how desirable is it in terms of location, renovation, all that sort of stuff there. Um, the second part is how many people are interested in the property. Because if you've got multiple parties interested, once again, it pushes towards that perception of value with it. It doesn't matter how long it's been on the market, it will start to grow from it as well. Um, how good is the agent at their job at creating urgency? That definitely has plays a factor as well. Um, because an agent that sells a property well creates that value in the property. An agent that doesn't do their job well doesn't really portray the value the way it should be and people don't feel it and they won't pay as much also. Um, and so I think it's all and it's also delicate close. Like sometimes it's got to be a real fast uh, close sale. Sometimes mm. you've got to slow it down just a little bit to give buyer two and three the opportunity to get their final offer in. So I, I think you're right. It comes down to the agent there. Correct. Yeah, you got to read the play. It depends on the buyers that are on the property. It depends on the vendor. At the end of the day, it's the vendor's call as well. We're there to advise the vendor. Uh, but if a vendor says, "No, I need it closed out by today, no matter what." That's their instructions. You work with it. If they go, no, I'll let you go to your own devices. You just work it out to the fairest way possible. Get me the best possible price. Then you do it as well. So there's so many other factors at play that sort of point towards that head. Um, but I genuinely think the head of it is the perception of value. It's made up of actual value. And then it's made up of the fluff as well, where people get inside their own heads, multiple buyers. Like you see it at an auction all the time where a property probably should sell for X amount. And then it just keeps going, creeping up more, 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 because people don't want to lose the person next to them. And if they're willing to pay that much, then it must be worth it. So I'm willing to pay a little bit more. I also think there's confidence there when when you know that it's not the only buyer as a as a real estate agent. You negotiate harder and more confidently. More yeah. importantly, I think when you're a seller and you don't have and you've, you've only got one buyer, but you've got three, you're probably a little bit more confident and aggro. So I think you're actually, yeah. everyone's posture becomes better um, when they, where, as you know, you sort of firm up a little bit, you, you get a bit of a, a, a rod up your back and you're like, yeah. no, we're doing this when you're a seller because you know you've got a couple there. Uh, in conclusion, what I would like to say and how what I would liken it to, and, and I'm going to apply my science to musical chairs, <laughs> it's the musical chairs moment this bull rush moment is when the music's stopping and you know it's going to stop you've been told it's going to stop and there's only a limited amount of seats you will not get one i think everyone literally rushes to sit down when that music stops so it's that musical chairs moment that's created it's more often than not real because that's what goes on buyers heads again am i being just closed here is this the real thing yeah i think a quality agent is, is generating quality interest quality competition and it's real yeah it's a great way to put it and if there's no music and there's unlimited chairs then everyone just moses down and sits down whenever they want <laughs> everyone's got heaps <laughs> of time everyone's, yeah whatever let's have a drink let's have something to eat but when yeah. when you know the music's going to stop that's that moment with that property um, that, that i can that, you know that we can best explain it so it is yeah. a real thing it happens in a market in a buyer's market it happens in a seller's market it happens in a weak market it happens in a soft market um yeah. and it's a real thing it's that bull rush moment or that musical chairs it's literally like telling your buyers you're going to play musical chairs correct it just happens to be in a strong market it appears straight away as opposed to in a weaker market 
sometimes it's after one week, sometimes it's after 16 weeks. Um, it sort of gets delayed, but once it hits, it hits. Now Luke Maroney loves the nervous tension of a deal. <laughs> he th- of course he the th- buyer's th- agent's going to say that. That makes sense. That's what he, he thrives th- on. Thrives on it. He thrives on it. <laughs> Very um, good. Hey, just out of interest, what are the on-the-ground numbers that you're seeing? Like, how many people did you have through an average last weekend? What? Yeah, so so get this. So obviously, last weekend being the Easter long weekend, we still had opens on Saturday. We've been reporting strong numbers. I'm sure you guys have seen it literally the past coming month. Week on week, it's been increasing. Last week was no different. Public holiday or not, we had probably some of the biggest numbers we've seen on average in the 20s for a lot of open homes into the 30s. And then our largest open home of the day was just shy of 50 groups. So literally in terms of to give everyone a gauge out there, those sorts of numbers is what we were seeing at the peak of the market about 14 months ago. It's crazy numbers. Um, and Tate, said, Tate said that we're world-class. <laughs> Very kind, world-clad. <laughs> and he had massive numbers. Yeah, there we go. It seems to be that, yeah, What once, I guess, we're on the northern beaches of Sydney, but Sydney seems to be the headway in terms of when price is going up, price is going down, and then very quickly I find it sort of spreads out to greater Sydney as well that it all follows. There you go. That's there a show, go. guys. Hopefully it helped you with something that's boggling around in people's heads when they're buying. Have a great day. Anything else to say, Mr. Silich? That's it. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Mark. Cheers. Love you. See you. Bye.